Hello, I'm your host, Angelina Jenis, and this is the CX Cast. Today, we are talking once again about CX priorities. If you've listened to previous episodes, a priority is a focus area that Forrester believes CX leaders need to master to get CX transformation right. And to do so today, I'm joined once again by Joanna de Quintanilla, who is VP Principal Analyst on the Forrester CX team. Joanna, thank you so much for coming back once again to the CX cast. Glad to be back. We've talked to you in the past about journey maps and a lot more than that around journey centricity. We're going to take an even bigger step back and talk about the priority of embedding insights into the business. Joanna, can you tell me a little bit about what falls into this priority? Yeah, absolutely. So this priority is really about how companies give customer a seat at the table by taking customer insights and metrics and embedding those in the entire ecosystem. So it's about taking insights, making sure that that is inspiring people to act in customer-obsessed ways, but also informing design processes, technology decisions. So it's about the insights. That's sort of the starting point, but it's about how you drive action from those insights. That's really sort of at the heart of this priority. It's about operationalizing those insights. How do we take those insights and how do we make sure that people know how to make decisions based on those insights, that it's informing those decisions, but those insights are starting to permeate multiple areas of the business so that hopefully everyone can act in a customer-obsessed way. It seems like if we could get this right, we could accomplish a lot of things. So how do you keep this from really encapsulating all of Forrester's research on CX? Because it really does tie to everything. So the way that we've sort of been thinking about this is if you imagine that action is at the center, right? So we're thinking about how do we drive action from these insights? So it starts with who are the humans that are delivering change? We need to think about things like stakeholder mapping, champion networks, change agents, stakeholder collaboration. Who are the humans that are going to actually deliver that change? Of course, we like to think about both content that informs those things, but also tools that organizations can use in order to identify those humans that deliver change. Then you've got the actual what, what are we doing, right? So that's the shared language, that's things like storytelling and the behaviors that we want to embed within the organization in order to start to drive that action. And then we have the how. So those are the processes, the tools, the methods, like journey mapping, like ecosystem mapping, like personas that are going to help us to actually get those things done. So some of this, of course, is about building those customer experience skills. We're not, you know, obviously we have a priority that talks in more depth about designing experiences. We have a priority that talks in more depth about metrics. And here, what we're trying to really focus on is ways in which companies can think about the who, the what, the how, and also the when, the ritualization of some of these insights within the organization. So it is pretty broad. But in focusing on those things and trying to make it as actionable as possible, we are not creating something that is a catch-all for all the content that Forrester has, but really focused on that operationalization and the tools that companies can use to do that. What I'm hearing a lot of is there's a lot of cultural elements to this. And what's great about that is culture of customer centricity, culture of customer obsession, 
those statements can be actually very vague, but you're talking about very specific things we can do to drive that culture of customer centricity. Do you have any observations of how these activities can change culture? Yeah, absolutely. So the first step, really the foundation is understanding that from a culture perspective, everybody counts and everybody has a role to play in customer experience, right? So we're not just talking about customer facing employees. We're also talking about behind the scenes employees and everyone that can play a role in customer experience. That's the starting point. And we then think about the different people, the different roles that they have. And we try and really bridge those customer insights and the roles that those stakeholders have. We're constantly looking at who are these different stakeholders or humans? What are the jobs that they're doing? What are some of the processes and the tools that they're using? And how can we, with that understanding of how they're going about doing their work, infuse those customer insights in a way that they can hopefully use them? That, of course, is in and of itself cultural change, right? So we're kind of looking at those different types of stakeholders. We're trying to understand what are some of the CX skills like journey mapping or data storytelling? What are some of the behaviors? What are some of the artifacts that they need? What are some of the ways in which we reward people so that that culture starts to change and that customer obsession really starts to become part of an organization's DNA? Of course, this doesn't happen overnight. Maturity plays a huge part. For instance, if you think about the humans that deliver change, right, and who's actually doing this, you may start with a champion network. Over time, you may have journey teams established within your organization. You might have a customer experience team that starts small and grows, or right? So there's different ways in which this plays out within the organization and different ways to drive that culture change. But those are the kinds of things that we're looking at. And you're absolutely right. A lot of it is about changing culture, making sure that people not only understand what are customers' primary goals, what are they trying to do, what's the experience they're having, but also how can we get those insights in their hands at the moment that they need them in order to make those decisions? Yeah, it's a lot. I know that where a lot of organizations, where a lot of CX teams start, and honestly, where they stagnate a little bit is they get very excited about journey mapping. You've already come on quite a few times and lent your expertise on journey mapping, on journey orchestration, on journey centricity. Is there anything new looking forward to 2023 that you're going to be able to share on journey mapping? Any sort of preview? So I think going forward, a lot of the content that we're going to be showcasing in this priority is around not just journey mapping, but really journey centricity. In the past year, I've written a lot of research about how companies are really reorganizing themselves around journeys. And journeys journeys become the shared language for a lot of organizations. And we've seen that more and more companies are using customer journeys as their shared language. And so we're taking an even deeper dive into what does this mean for companies in terms of how they organize their structure, the skills that they bring into the organization, the metrics that they use, the processes. So Whilst we've talked a lot about journey mapping and about the tool and the methodology, what we're focusing on going forward is really about that operationalization, if you like, of customer journeys within an organization. 
it's taking that a step further and really trying to understand how you make that part of your shared language to drive things like prioritization, how you design experiences, etc. So more of the content is going to be focused on journey centricity and also just really answering those questions of who do we need to reach within the organization? How do we start to build customer experience skills that bridge silos? And journeys is, is at the center of that, a fundamental component of that. But we're, we're highlighting new case studies. We are looking at new ways to help companies operationalize that journey centricity. I get excited about this idea that journey maps, rather than simply tools or posters on the wall, become artifacts of our culture. We look at a journey map and it triggers in us more than just something we need to fix or some sort of future state, but also how we operate, our shared behavioral norms, our shared purpose. Do you think that journey centricity has that power to influence our culture? Yes, absolutely. I think it does. And of course, it's a multi-year transformation. So again, not something that happens overnight, but I do think it has that power to really focus an organization and, a, and an organization's culture on the key goals or tasks that customers are trying to accomplish. And when you pair journey maps with data, you get this much richer view into how customers are going about these journeys, what are the struggles that they're encountering, but also how are they solving for different problems. When you start to also look at employee journeys, you start to see those links even more clearly. And we've seen with a number of organizations that prioritizing the key customer journeys that matter the most to customers making that the central language that the organization is using, but then linking that to people, process, and technology within the organization really starts to drive that culture change that is fundamentally customer-obsessed. So you're kind of taking the journey as your lens, if you like, into everything that you're doing in the organization. What we've been trying to do with the research around journey centricity is really understand how companies take these customer journeys and use them, as you mentioned, as artifacts, dynamic artifacts, right? So things that are constantly obviously changing, informed by data, and use them to really drive change across different areas of the organization, whether it's processes or metrics or how they're structured or how they organize teams. There's tremendous potential there, and we've certainly seen that with a number of companies like Eon, like Nissan, Lloyds Banking Group, many others that have taken journeys as that centerpiece and then used that to drive that customer-obsessed culture change. Oh, yes. I'm glad you brought this up because you've written case studies in the past about journey-centric boards. Have they maintained this journey-centricity over the years? Is it something that they're able to hold onto even with leadership changes, for example? Yeah, so that's a great question. Of course, leadership changes can be challenging. So when we look at journey-centric organizations, there are certain sort of aspects recurring, right? So we've identified a three-phase transformation and things that are established within organizations that become journey-centric. But what we've also identified is things that can be pitfalls. And one of them is certainly a leadership change. And particularly a leadership change at a point where you're still at the beginning of your journey centricity maturity, right? That's the trickiest moment to have a leadership change. If your leadership change comes later in the transformation, when journeys are already more embedded within the organization, that's not such a problem because hopefully by then it's much more part of the DNA. There's teams working on this. But if it happens right at the beginning, that can be really problematic. 
Not to say that it sort of stops it in its tracks, but it can, of course, be a big challenge. That's why one of the central tenets of journey centricity is, of course, that over time, as you go through the transformation, that you actually create accountability across multiple executives, across different functions within the organization, so that you're not so dependent on a single leader or a single customer experience team to drive it. That is part and parcel of the transformation. There's a lot of content around journey mapping in this particular priority as one of those central tools that allows you to drive customer-obsessed action. But of course, we're also looking at other tools, how you can combine journey maps with other things like service blueprints, ecosystem mapping, jobs to be done, process mapping. So we're really looking at bridging some of those different tools, some of which are very customer experience focused, others which are, of course, tools that belong to other disciplines and making those connections. That's why focusing on the how is really important. Of course, the people who are driving the change are crucial. So leadership changes can be challenging. But if you focus on establishing a shared language and you focus on how you combine these tools with processes, with tools, with methods, then that starts to become part of the DNA of the organization. And then a leadership change is less of a problem over time. I love all these tools that are emerging from this priority. Are CX teams expected to master all of these tools? Are they orchestrating the use of these tools across the organization? I don't think that the CX team needs to necessarily master all of the tools. I mean, there are tools, of course, that the CX team is better positioned to master, like journey mapping, obviously, persona creation and other tools like that. I think that it is important for the CX team to play an active role in educating the organization on the differences between these tools the purposes for which you use these tools, and of course, also how to combine them potentially, right? So it doesn't mean to say that the CX team needs to be, you know, the expert in process optimization, because there's probably somebody else in your organization that's an expert on that, but understanding and working with stakeholders to combine those tools and to bridge those. I think that that is a role that the CX team is well positioned to play. There's an element of education. These are the different tools. This is when we use them, how we use them, how we can combine them. And then reaching out to the experts within your organization to start to blend some of those different tools, but also the expertise around those tools. So you don't need to master everything, but certainly understand how these things work together as opposed to against each other. We talk a lot about enablement, how we enable employees on the front lines through education and tools to create better customer experiences. We don't think as much about enablement in the back office and the tools and education we can give them to become customer centric, to enable those customer experiences. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you are thinking about the tools that will enable the back office as much as the front lines to be customer centric. Is that right? Absolutely. Yes. So the tools that enable different types of employees across the organization, both customer facing as well as behind the scenes, but also looking at how do we communicate about these tools? How do we socialize some of these success stories, for instance, that actually demonstrate how somebody behind the scenes can act in a very customer obsessed way? How do we ritualize some of the things that we know help us to really put the customer at the center of the organization? And this is, again, I think a role that the customer experience team is well positioned to play. The CX team is not doing everything, but in looking for these patterns, these ways to ritualize, to create habits, to communicate, to socialize, or to reward employees wherever they are in the organization for customer obsessed and measure, of course, the impact of that. 
I think that that is really powerful and a really great way to make sure that everyone is brought into the fold. I love that. I'm beginning to understand when we say embed insights into the business, it's not just that we are hitting them with insights in their inbox every week. We are actually giving them the tools so that the insights live throughout the organization. They're generated throughout the organization. We create this network of customer understanding throughout the organization so that we can design better experiences from all those different touch point owners. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's what we've heard from customers when I've done, you know, taken calls about this priority and spoken to customers, to clients about how they think about this priority. That's exactly the kind of thing that they say. It's about putting the customer at the center of everything that we do. But the challenge is less about capturing insight and much more about acting on it. And in order for us to do that, we need to, of course, come with the right insights. That's absolutely <laughs> the starting point. But we need to also understand how these different stakeholders, employees are using those insights. So we also need a window into how they're working. What are the processes that they're using? How can we make sure that we're really embedding it in a way that, you know, is going to make it easy for them to use those insights? So even though customer insight is central in the title of this priority, a lot of the content that we are looking at here is about acting on those insights. And it's less about capturing, more about how do we make sure that people are using this and that we make it easy for them to use these insights, right? That we are also looking at you know, ways in which we can potentially tweak processes to make it easier for people to act in ways that are customer obsessed. So a lot of it is also looking at how do these insights live and breathe within the organization? And how do we change the organization in order to make this a more automatic thing that we're acting on these insights, as opposed to indeed, as you just said, just like throwing the insights out there and hoping that they stick. No, we're actually, of course, getting the insights out there, but then looking at the organization and asking ourselves, how do we need to change the organization itself, either how people work or the processes they use or the rituals that keep the customer top of mind so that we can make this really part of the DNA? And what is getting you most excited about research in 2023? So I am personally fascinated with two aspects of this. So we, we've written a lot about the tools themselves, journey mapping. Obviously, you know, I've, I've, I've been on, on the cast many times to talk about that. But I'm, what I'm really excited about is how do you actually take something like customer journeys and how do you make that the shared language within an organization? So I'm fascinated by the actual organizational change aspect of it, right? How do you make sure that somebody, whether they're in procurement or in finance or they're working in supply chain, gets what we're talking about when we're talking about the key goals that our customers are trying to achieve? So that idea of shared language and how you spread that within the organization and embed it, I find that fascinating. I mean, if you take a company like Nissan, they spent the first year of their transformation just landing that language within the organization. And that becomes the starting point of everything, right? If we're all talking the same language, that's already huge, huge, huge benefit than obviously if somebody's saying journeys, but thinking processes in their mind, right? So embedding that shared language, I think that that's really exciting. We're going to be looking at how do you do that effectively? also fascinated by this idea of rituals and habits and how you actually establish those within the organization so that you start to make some of this stuff second nature to people, right? That the CX team doesn't quite have to do so much heavy lifting, but some of these things start to really live and breathe within the organization. And again, that's, I think that's fascinating. Empathy comes into that, but also other aspects. So that's some of the research we're going to be focusing on going forward. Sounds exciting to me too. Joanna, thank you so much for coming back. How soon can we have you back again? 
<laughs> as soon as you like. I'd love to come back, talk more about journey centricity and all of these other things that we're researching. Perfect. We'll hold you to that. And thank you to producers Ellie and Julia, without whom none of this would happen. If you want to get in touch, email us at cxcast at forster.com or message us on Twitter at cx underscore cast. As always, you can find us at www.thecxcast.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tune in next time for more CX Insights.